Welcome to episode 31 of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ashton. Father-son fun talk on sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode 31, from Blades to the broadcast booth, we'll go one-on-one and best of with Olympic speed skater and national sports broadcaster Anastasia Busis. Father-son free-for-all is blooming with excitement. We'll go gold, silver, bronze for spring-inspired athlete names. And we'll head for home on episode 31 with our special segments. All Pro Go, a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. And Champs and Chums, personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on episode 31 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy March, everybody. We hope you're doing well. It's Anthony and Ashton, your co-host of Champs and Chums in the broadcast chair. So glad that you're with us here for this March edition of Champs and Chums. And I would now like to introduce my best of champ and chum, Ashton. Ashton, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great and uh, hope the fans are all doing well this March. Yeah, it's, uh, we hope you're all having a magnificent march, a marvelous march, and because uh, we certainly have. And um, Ashton, boy, oh boy, you were just saying this uh, just before we came on the air, air here for our great fans that um, this month, this uh, week at the time of recording here, it's really flown by fast. Yeah, it's really, really gone by fast. Well, we got a lot of great things in the air, a lot of action and things to recount on. Um you know, we we just uh, came out of a very, very busy, active, and fun week uh, for you for March break. Uh, what were some of the fun things that you were up to uh, during the March break week? Well, uh, we uh, went to uh, we went to um, Ottawa, and we. You mean the nation's capital? Yeah, we did. And um, we went to Stittsville to visit uh, our chums. Uh, Kyle and Mark. Yeah, shout out to our, our longtime chums there, uh, uh, Zio Mark, as you would call them, and uh, and Kyle. It was great catching up with them, and uh, boy, oh boy, we packed a lot in in the in those two. I guess it was about two days uh, that we were there. Uh, what were some of the fun things that we would have done? Well, uh, first of all, right right when we got there. Um, it was my first time playing NHL 22. Well, you had to get into the sports talk. Well, they love sports too, right? And I mean, of course, a, a podcast, a father-son one about sports life and friendship. You definitely had to kick off the road trip that way. Yeah. So what was that like playing NHL 22? Well, um, it was a really good experience and uh, they had a really big TV. And uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, great to play it on. And the... Basically, only thing different is if they make like a major trade. 
as let's say the Leafs got Mark Giordano, they should add him, and uh, they added X factors. So it's like their superstar ability, I guess, in real life they added into the game. Yeah, well, let's 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 keep running here because March was a very busy month and lots of things to cover here for you, the great fans. So uh, yeah, I mean, you had a little bit of. Uh, indoor fun right with res- with respect to gaming and there's some hockey games and uh, arctic crud which we look forward to uh, mastering as we get uh, into the summer months for sure um, but let's let's go to the showstopper I mean well actually let's let's save the showstopper for a sec because um, now you're a big Leaf fan Ashton yep how big a Leaf fan are you huge okay huge now um, but uh, as we made our travels there um, for that little uh, father-son getaway, it was great that you were you kind of went into enemy territory. Why don't you tell the fans a little bit about that experience? Yeah, I did go to into enemy territory, the Ottawa Senators Canadian Tire Center, and um, it was it was a good experience. And they they versus Columbus, they lost unfortunately four to one. I got a warm up puck. Uh, it's like the first 100 people who are there get the puck. Then it's, you know, sold out. And uh, it was a pretty good experience. Oh, it was a great experience. You guys are right up against the glass. Uh, nose rubbing on the glass as, uh, as uh, stars like Max Domi and Patrick Laine just kind of zoom by you during the warm-ups. And, uh, yeah, I mean... Um, it was really good to be able to uh, catch the game from all different levels and, and, and see it, right? Um, and then, uh, of course, and, and fans, we haven't posted any of this yet, but Ashton calls himself a, a huge Leafs fan. I think there was a photo taken of you donning an Ottawa Centers jersey. Is there any uh, truth to those rumors? Well, uh, Kyle did get me a... Um a uh, Sens jersey, so that's how I got it, and um, I still do like the Leafs. Um, Kyle actually loves the Leafs as well. He is not a Senator fan. He loves the Leafs. Oh, well, I'm just pull, pulling your leg a little bit there, man. It's always great to, uh, you know, cheer on the, the the home team, as it were, so there we were cheering on the home team, and that was a lot of fun, and uh, um, now let's get to the showstopper. You actually went to a, a town, a place, a village, a small village just outside of, of Stittsville. Why don't you tell the fans and share that amazing experience? Well, um, yeah, I, on the day we got there, we went for lunch in Ashton, Ontario. Hold on a second. You mean your namesake, Ashton, A-S-H-T-O-N? Yep. There is a place in this beautiful place of Ontario, yours to discover. You discovered the namesake, Ashton, Ontario? Yes, I did. Goodness. And um, we went to a place called Ashton's Brewing Company. Shout out to them. And Shout out to, yeah, friends of the show now, Ashton's uh, Ashton Brewing Pub. Yeah, who has a brewing company. Great little place. Um, of course, I'm much older than you and had the opportunity to uh, to have a, a one of their, uh, their bevies. And boy, oh boy, was that great. And uh, yeah, they're now friends of the show. They're following us on, uh, on social now. So shout out to uh, Ashton Brewing Pub. 
yeah, they had great, great food. And um, overall, if I had to give it a 10, I would give it a 10. Yeah, 11 out of 10 experience. That was a great one, too. And uh, yeah, you, you did a lot of other fun things as well, too. We're in a Spring Fest, Ontario, uh, Spring Fest Toronto and, uh, you know, a lot of fun things there, too. What was your favorite ride there, amusement ride there? Uh, hmm. Maybe uh, going to those bouncy houses, like the bigger ones, and um, also like trying the basketball blow up they had. It was pretty cool. And um, oh, before I get, uh, before I, um, before uh, we move on, uh, we went to the Canadian War Museum. How could we forget that? What 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 a place! What a destination! Especially fans, given the times we are in now. Where a lot of people um, uh, view and look at war, and um, maybe don't don't have the rich perspective in terms of um, the stories, the whys about war, and um, the hows. Uh, Asher, why don't you tell uh, the fans who haven't had a chance to visit the Canadian War Mu- War Museum a little bit more about it? Well, it's a really cool place, and. Um you're going to get to know lots more about why war happened and just have a more appreciate appreciation for the war, how Canada fought for this country to uh, make this place, uh, make Canada a uh, better place to live. Uh, and they gave us all we need in the uh, 21st century. So... Uh, I want to thank all soldiers and veterans for fighting for this country. Yeah, yeah, great words indeed there, my man, right? I mean, uh, you, you mentioned it in terms of just um, appreciation, and I, I would also um, further that by saying knowledge. You know, um, of course, uh, one only has to see even just uh, overseas all the pictures and descriptions of uh, some of the unfortunate things that are happening in this world right now, where, where war actually becomes at the center of it and um i certainly built up my knowledge um and understanding of 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 why these um you know why these events happen and um as you mentioned uh the ultimate sacrifice and the beautiful stories about how it's um not just about the um the soldiers those who uh, make the ultimate sacrifice but the families behind them as well too and literally ashton the tools of warfare that were used for 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 uh, decades and decades oh yeah they were big big machines and um there were huge huge bullets that would go on there and they displayed them out and they were just big and big yeah so fans if you're ever up in the nation's capital we highly recommend uh, checking out the um uh, the canadian war museum lots of learning lots of enrichment there for all ages um and and then let's um let's kind of get in our lane if you will because then you had an opportunity to uh to, to go bowling and i think you actually had your best game yet yeah i had my best game yet for bowling uh past 100 i think my score was about 125 now uh this was up in newmarket um yeah shout out to the folks at the stellar lanes there in uh, beautiful newmarket ontario and um basically the power girls 
and Uncle Dennis and the both That's of us. That's right, actually. The whole the whole founding crew of Champs and Chums. It was it was the it was Uncle Dennis, the Power Girls, and your Champs and Chums right behind the mic here. That was a fun afternoon. Yeah, it was a great afternoon, and um, uh, th- that was my highest score yet. So um, I was really really excited. Well, I tell you, and, and I, uh, I, I think I, I, I do a, a, a touch better of a job broadcasting behind this microphone than actually um, bowling five pin everybody because uh, not the kind of score that I would actually um, post or report on, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good stuff, my man. Well, um, there's been lots going on, lots ahead here as we round out March as well. Uh, um, you know, basketball's on our minds, of course. We get a big Raptors game. Shout out to our friends at the Raptors 905 for inviting us to, uh, I guess at the time of this recording, is uh, we're, we're kind of days away from tip-off. One of the last few games of the regular season, Ashton. There's only nine games left in the regular season at the time of this recording. Wow, that is amazing. Oh, yeah. And I mean, if you look at the standings right now, everybody, the Raptors are in the conversation either for the play-in or actually in a series spot. So um, what do you think is going to happen, Ashton? Well, I think they can make it into the um, into the uh, into the playing the actual what. Instead of the play in, you're saying an actual series, which is probably the best spot for them to be in. But um, they're kind of in a dogfight right now between Brooklyn, Indiana's a team that's, I guess, not impressed as, as many. They're the team that uh, we're, we'll be checking out. So shout out to our friends at the Raptors 905. It is going to be a sweet night on Saturday night as we check out the Raptors uh, playing. But let's get to the team I think we have more of a heart and a head for, Ashton. We're going to talk about the Raptors 905. We get the last game of the season, the regular season that's coming up next Saturday that uh, we'll check out. But but be but ahead of that, Ashton is thinking about playoffs because, ladies and gentlemen, the Raptors nine oh five are playoff bound. Ashton, what do you think about that squad this year? Well, they've done amazing things with their team, and um, now they've got to spawn the playoffs. It's just amazing. And um, if you remember fans from episode 30, probably, um, or our January episode, my prediction was that the Raptors 905 will win the NBA G League title. You know what, Ashton? We got to dial that tape back, and we got to play it sometime and fans, we encourage you to do that because that's my young little chum to, to the right of here, to right of the broadcast booth here. That's right. We made our bold predictions. We gazed into the crystal ball on what 2022 could look like. And you're right. You said that. So you're on your way, my man. Yeah, I'm getting closer. They're in the playoffs. Well, I mean, they got a stack team. And who knows, right? Depend. Well, I mean, you've got Delano Banton, who's up with the big club. Guys like Isaac Bonga, Justin Champagny, who have been swing players going back and forth. Um, you know, we'll have to see what, what the roster is going to be like. I'm sure it'll be pretty set. But with the guys they have right now on the squad that are fully ensconced in in on the roster right now, we're talking about guys like uh, Reggie Perry, Aaron Best, right? I mean, these guys are big-time players. And, uh, you know, all we need is a little bit of good fortune, hard work, and uh, a run. And who knows? 
we might be li- lining up for a G League ring. What do you think about that? Yeah, that would be amazing. Well, geez, there's just so much more to talk about because March and, and looking into April, folks, there's lots of amazing sports going on. The Blue Jays, of course, um, you know, uh, batting leadoff in spring training. They're going to have an awesome team this year. Um, looking forward to getting down to some of the games. Of course, our, we haven't even talked about our Toronto Maple Leafs here. Uh, Ashton, I think there's only 15 games that remain before playoffs. How do you think they're playing right now? Well, uh, at the time of this recording last night with the next gen game, they won against the New Jersey Devils three to two. Was it because the Beebs was in the building? Was it that because the boys like uh, AM thirty four raised their game, or it might be? And um, I think if uh, Mrazek was in net last night, and uh, if he can keep playing like this, I think they'll secure a spot, a spot in the playoffs. Well, looking forward to a great, hopefully a great and a long run. It's been a long time coming, fans. Since 2004 was the last time that our Toronto Maple Leafs um, uh, won a first uh, a first round series. So let's hope that uh, uh, blue magic and playoff magic will come as we hit next month uh, in April. Um, boy, we could keep going, Ashton, but I want to actually um, I want to actually go back to talk about a, an amazing accomplishment that you had. We talk a lot about it here on Champs and Chums about putting in the work. And um, in our community of Brampton, Ashton, you kept going. You kept putting your your best foot forward, or I should say your best skate forward. And you had some big news that you received a couple weeks ago at your community skating lesson. Why don't you share with the fans uh, what happened? Well, uh, I looked at my report card because it was the last um, class, and it said I passed level one, and um, it would have been some miracle you were telling me because... um, on on that day we were going to uh we were going to do something keep going on that one man you, i'm drawing a bit of a blank but uh, keep going um uh yeah so basically it was a great great uh time and uh i w- i was just so happy for myself that i passed uh to uh skating too yeah, you sure did, man. And that's just a credit to you just putting in the work. It's uh, getting up on a Saturday morning and getting up early and uh, lacing up the skates and uh, putting your best foot forward and learning from who I think this session was your best coach yet for, for skating. So shout out to, uh, well, maybe he'll be a friend of the show if you ever tell him that you have your own podcast, but uh, shout out to Dylan. Uh, why don't you tell, tell why, why was Dylan such a great coach for you um, this session? Well, uh, he explained lots of the fundamentals of skating. He had us do lots more um, ex- uh, exercises uh, for skating. And uh, he, he was overall just a really, really great coach. Yeah, fun and fundamentals. Uh, two big words when you kind of look at uh, a lot of... Um, development right for for young kids in in sports and and well you know what uh uh, fans and participants of any age fun and fundamentals a big important thing and congratulations big fist bump to you to open up the show uh for getting that now listen it seems like it's almost very ironic that in this very month you passed level one skating 
because we're putting our best foot forward for an amazing best of show, best of segment, I should say, with an amazing best of guest who um, is lightning fast. Why don't you tell the fans who's coming up on episode 31, our best of guest? Yeah, so our special guest was a two-time uh, Olympic speed skater and now is a, uh analyst and has also uh, helped the CBC Broadcasting team with the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics, Anastasia Busis. Oh, amazing guest. That's uh, Canadian Olympian, as Ashton mentioned, two-time uh, Olympian, uh, has appeared in a host of World Championship and World Cup events. She traded her blades for the broadcast booth, as Ashton mentioned. She's now a CBC Sports broadcaster. She hosts the um, Players' Own Voice podcast, and uh, so great to have Anastasia coming up on the segment. You don't want to miss that. She has an amazing story, tremendous journey, and some fascinating words to share with you the fans uh, so that's coming up in our in our next segment good stuff my man well listen um it's getting warmer out there we're moving from the ice and maybe we're moving to a little bit of the garden if you will because with all this warm weather fans ashton and i were thinking it's probably a good time for ashton and i to do a little research and present to you everybody our gold silver bronze for spring-inspired athlete names. Ashton, what do you say? Yeah, we should. All right, good stuff. So uh, as you all know, for those who have listened to all 30 uh, previous episodes, Ashton's going to share his, uh, and this is sort of in um, incremental order here. Uh, He's going to share his bronze. Dad will do the same. We'll move up to silver, and then we'll obviously present and stage our gold medal selections. So Ashton, why don't you take it away for your bronze medal for spring-inspired athlete names? My bronze medal for spring-inspired athlete names is George Springer. Now, that is a great pick, and and so obvious, that one. George Springer, why don't you tell the fans, and I mean, this is a Blue Jay too, Ashton, so great selection for your bronze. Why don't you tell the fans a bit about the great George Springer? Well, right now, his MLB statistics through uh, the 2021 season, he has a batting batting average of uh, .269. Yeah, .269 average. Now, let's, let's not forget... As Ashton shares um, some of these, um, you know, career stats, he had a bit of a shortened season last year, right? He had a, he had an injury, but keep going, Ashton. And he, this, uh, this season, he has uh, 196 home runs. Well, that's career, my man. Yep, career. Right? If yep. he hit 196 homers in, in one year, he'd... Uh, He'd get the key to the city, the key to the country, he'd become prime minister. But yeah, keep going. And runs batted in, 508. Yeah, that's George Springer, three-time All-Star. Uh, he had some great years with the um, uh, with the Houston Astros, of course. He won a World Series in 2017. Everybody, he was the World Series MVP in 2017. Two-time silver slugger. That is uh, George Springer. And if we have a healthy George Springer... With this uh, power-laden team, this all-star rich team, the Jays are going to do big-time damage, everybody, uh, this year. They've got to be 
one of the odds-on favorites to make the World Series, but that's George Springer. His biggest year came in 2019, where he hit 39 home runs, 96 RBIs. That's George George Springer. All right, good stuff. Well, over to Dad for my um, for my bronze medal for spring-inspired athlete names, and I'm going to see your George Springer. I'm going to see your baseball selection, Ashton. And I'm going to raise you with the veteran journeyman pitcher who's now retired from Major League Baseball, Russ Springer. How about that, Ashton? Well, that's a great selection. Oh, it's a great selection indeed. I mean, and uh, the well-traveled pitcher, the relief pitcher, Russ Springer, uh, boy, oh boy, he would have played for, I think, 10 or 11 teams, Ashton. He debuted in April of 1992. Uh, your dad was just graduating from university at that time at good old uh, my alma mater, York University. Uh, his last MLB appearance, August of 2010 for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, 36 wins over his career. Uh, 775 strikeouts. Look at the teams he's played for. He's played for, um, well, almost the whole circuit. Um, the Yankees, he played for the Angels, the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I, I won't keep going because it's a, it's a long list for the well-traveled Russ Springer, but he's now retired, everybody. And uh, his best career, well, actually, out of those 36 wins, everybody, he had eight of them. So nothing, obviously, that would put him in the category of a Cy Young winner, but in 2007, for the St. Louis Cardinals, Russ Springer had eight major league victories. Ashton, what do you think about that? Well, Dad, that's amazing. It sure is. Okay, son, over to you for your silver medal for spring-inspired athlete names. My silver medal is Jeremy Bloom. Now, that's actually a pretty clever one there. Why would you say Bloom? What happens in spring? Well, uh, in spring, the flowers bloom, so... Yeah, yeah, good, good, good creative selection there, my man. Well, tell us more, because I don't know too much about Jeremy Bloom. Well, Jeremy Bloom was part of the United States ski team, and uh, in the World in World Championship, uh, in 2003 in Deer Valley, he won gold. In 2003, again in Deer Valley, he won a silver, and in 2005 in Kuzamo, he won a bronze. Yeah, well, look at this here, Ashton. Not only was he a competitive skier, he right? was a football player. He as was well. he was a he was a multi-talented guy for sports. Jeremy Bloom, that's Ashton's silver medal, born in April Ashton. His birthday's coming up, April the second. Yep, it is coming up. All right, good stuff. Over to Dad for my silver medal. You're gonna love this one, Ashton. You ever you ever heard a little bit of a drizzle that happens in the spring? Uh, yep. Well, I this have. is more than a drizzle because my silver medal for spring-inspired athlete names is the great Tim Rock Reigns. You like that one? Yeah, that is a great one. Well, pick. it's a great one. And I tell you, I, I, as I'm talking about Tim Reigns, I'm recounting that great conversation back in episode 25 with our champ and chum Paul Rosen who talked about the Expos and his love for the Expos because your dad watched Tim Raines play for the Montreal Expos. 
He was a, 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 a base thief. He had lots of speed, Ashton, Tim Raines did. He played, uh, and he was all a 5'8". He's not a big guy at all, but uh, started out with the Montreal Expos. Uh, he played there for, uh, boy, oh boy, must have been 10-plus uh, seasons. He then went over to the Chicago White Sox, Ashton. He played there. He, uh, near the tail end of his career, he played for the Yankees in 96 to 98. And then he, he ended his career with the Oakland A's. That, that would be Tim Raines. And, um, yeah, great Expo player. Played his first game September the 11th, 1979. Last game played, um, well, actually, it says here he played for the Florida Marlins, so we have to take that on good authority that he played for the Florida Marlins. But uh, let's get to the stats, everybody. This is, very, I would say, almost Hall of Fame worthy when you think about some of these statistical categories. Batting average, career action, 294, almost a 300 hitter. His hits, 2,605, Ashton. Home runs, 170. Runs batted in 980, but look at the stolen bases. 808 bases he swiped over his major league career. What do you think about all that, Ashton? Well, Dad, those are some great statistics. They sure are, but let me keep going with you because Tim the Rock Reigns was was a gem. Seven-time All-Star, Ashton. Three-time World Series champion. He won the NL batting title in 86 he was a four-time stolen base leader for the uh, uh, in the National League, and his number was retired. And let me confirm for you, everybody, because I thought it to be the case after looking and viewing at those statistics, Tim Raines was inducted into Cooperstown, New York, at the Baseball Hall of Fame in 2017. There you go. All right, Ashton, it's now time to unveil our big selections. We're talking gold medal selections here on Champs and Chums. Ashton, please introduce, please present your gold medal for spring-inspired athlete names. My gold medal is Brett Gardiner. Now, isn't that clever? That one's extra clever. Tell, tell us why you're thinking about Brett Gardiner, the baseball player. Well, um, here, I'll first start off with why I picked him and then go to the statistics. Nice. So, um, I picked Gardener because, um, he, you know, you garden a lot more in the spring and, uh... You mean the green thumb, my man? Yep. Okay. Okay, so now to the, to the statistics. He's an outfielder and, uh, his MLB debut was uh, June 30th, 2008 for the Yankees. And his MLB statistics throughout the 2021 season, batting average... Career point, average, yeah. Career career stats here you're looking at, yeah. Batting average, point two hundred and fifty six, Hits, 1,470. Home runs, 139. Runs batted in, 578. Stolen bases, 274. Yeah, but let's look at this important stat. He has only played for one team for 13 years. That is Brett Gardner. He's only played, he's put on the pinstripes for your New York Yankees. So how about that? And I'll tell you something uh, quickly. Uh, he's a free agent right now. 
Yeah, he is. He is. And uh, there's been rumors that he might be actually coming north of the border. He might? There's good. There's rumors out there that Brett Gardner, all 13-year Major League career player for the New York Yankees, he, he would like to go back to the Yankees, but it, you know how it all is in sports right now. It's about financial management and making sure that... Um, you know, they're um, actually baseball is a little different with the, with the luxury tax, right? But um, yeah, uh, uh, the Yankees are going to see if they can bring him back. But if not, I predict that Brett Gardner, your gold medalist, will become a Toronto Blue Jay. Well, that is a great. Maybe he can visit our backyard in the home and actually help us with a little bit of gardening. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, my man. All right. So now it's time for dads. Uh, gold medal, and I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go way back. No, 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 Ashton. I'm gonna go way, way back for my gold medal, and it's gonna be actually in the hockey arena because my gold medal for spring inspired athlete names is the great goaltender Michelle Bunny LaRocque. I see what you did there. Yes, you had good ears for that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and the fans did too, because they're listing us here right across all the, the great podcast channels. Michelle Bunny LaRock, um, and you know, sadly, uh, he uh, passed away, Ashton, in, in July of 92. Remember, um, well, let me get to some of the statistics here, because he played for the Montreal Canadiens. He was known for playing for the Canadiens. And then he got traded to the, our Toronto Maple Leafs, had a, a small time with the Philadelphia Flyers and St. Louis Blues to end his career. He was the sixth overall pick in the NHL draft in 1972, Ashton. I was just one year um, removed from being able to, uh, to watch him go in the draft. But um, yeah, he was a, a really good goaltender. And his name, uh, Bunny... Uh, LaRock, I'll tell you the story on why his name was called Bunny. So he acquired the name Bunny as an infant, everybody. It was his mother's pet name for him, which stuck for the rest of his life. Oh, that's an interesting story. Now, Ashton, you remember that high school... You, you watch a lot of YouTube, I know. And did you ever go to the game or, or watch the game on YouTube when the Leafs, I think they won like something like 10 to 8 at the old venerable Maple Leaf Gardens? No, I didn't watch that. You remember when Wayne Gretzky went in to try... Remember that penalty shot oh, I was yeah, talking about? Oh, yeah, LaRock stopped it. Bunny LaRock was the goalie who stopped Wayne Gretzky. That was... Well, I mean, I did watch it. You did. I know you and did. And it was an amazing save. It certainly was an amazing save. He had some big ones. So that's Michelle Bunny LaRock, my gold medal for spring-inspired athlete names. We had a lot of fun with that, didn't we? Yeah, we had so much fun. All right, good stuff, everybody. Ashton, you're going to take us to break. This ends our father-son free-for-all segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Father-Son Fun Talk, you're listening to episode 31 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And Ashton, it's now time for a next edition of our Best of Segment. And what a star guest we have for our fans this month. 
Hey, Ashton, I got two questions for you, my man. Are you ready to ice our best here on episode 31? Sure am. Do you have the need for speed here on Champs and Chums? Of course. Well, our very special guest was a world competitive speed skater who traded her blades for the broadcast booth. At the early age of four, her love for speed skating took to the ice. At seven, she had the great fortune of meeting former star Canadian speedsters Katrina LeMay-Done and Susan Auk, a moment that helped spark her Olympic dreams. Our best of guest is an Olympian, two times over, Vancouver 2010 and Sochi in 2014. She competed as a national team member and made a host of World Championship and World Cup appearances. The native of Calgary and now Toronto resident made high-performance athletics her craft and also was in pursuit of all-round academic excellence. Earning a degree in communication and media studies from the University of Calgary in 2017, she soon earned her way into the broadcasting world. She is currently a host and network analyst on CBC Sports and host of the Player's Own Voice, a podcast where she connects with greats in Canadian sport. Our special guest aspires for a world where everyone has the opportunity to be truly best of. She is a strong and proud voice for mental health and the LGBTQ community. Her partner, Diana Matheson, starred on Canada's women's national soccer team over a stellar 18-year international career. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to be joined by Canadian Olympian and national sports broadcaster, Anastasia Busis. Anastasia, welcome to Champs and Chums. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so uh, happy and I'm, I'm very honored to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was lovely. Oh, it's our pleasure. So, so good of you to make time for us. We're so uh, happy that you're coming on episode 31 here at Champs and Chums, Anastasia. And I'm kind of thinking this is, a, this is all about straight A's, right? It's Anastasia, it's Ashton, and it's Anthony <laughs> here. So we're going to have a lot of fun here with you on this fun father-son talk with our special guest, Anastasia Busis. I've, uh, it's almost like I've got, we've got the stones here. If you kind of, I know we're doing this by audio, Anastasia, we've got the stone to sharpen our skates and we're, uh, taking our mark and we're, we're ready to go. Perfect. Yeah. Triple A, here we come. Triple A, <laughs> here, here we go. Good stuff. Well, Anastasia, it's dad over here on the left uh, side here of the broadcast chair. And I wonder if you can take us through and our fans, your early interest and ambitions to get into speed skating at the age of four, as I mentioned in the intro, and then your rise to represent Canada and that wonderful transition into uh, into broadcasting. Of course, yeah. I um, I started speed skating, as you said, at age four. I'm from Calgary, so I was very lucky um, to grow up in a city that had a significant Olympic legacy, of course, from the 1988 Olympics. I was born in 1989. Um so I, I remember watching Lillenhammer, actually, 1994, and I remember watching the figure skating. And Oksana Bayul won gold for the women's figure skating. And that was the year, of course, Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. And I was I was only four years old, but I knew that there was a lot of buzz with this narrative and the sport. And I fell in love with figure skating. Now, I'm 5'10", 
And so my parents, talking to their little four-year-old daughter who, you know, expressed significant interest in sports in general, I kind of said, oh, I want to be a figure skater. And they kind of had it in their brains. And, and I mean, it was good. It was foresight. They said, oh, she might be too tall for figure skating. So they actually enrolled me in learn to skate in speed skates. Um, and so, I mean, it was very, very serendipitous in the sense that I, I of course went and I fell in love with the speed and I fell in love with all the friends that I made, um, you know, in this learn to skate program. And, and we all kind of came up together. I was really lucky to grow up with, uh, just a lot of wonderful friends and a lot of competitive, um, girls in and around my age group. So we were always pushing each other to be better. And, you know, I've said a million and one times, like there was a lot of luck. There was a lot of privilege there too, but I, I really didn't, you know, I, I didn't have an ounce more talent than anyone else. I wasn't a Sidney Crosby. I wasn't Connor McDavid going, growing up. I, I was just a kid that really enjoyed the sport and enjoyed having fun with my friends outside of the oval or on and off the ice. So um, just really lucky to have the good fortune of, of being surrounded by friends and, and people that push me to, to be bigger and better. That's amazing. And then, uh, you know, uh, that transition from, uh, as you said, that introduction to figure skating to speed skating. And then why don't you talk to us about that transition into broadcasting? It's so fascinating. And of course, um, all of our fans had a chance to take witness of your great talents just uh, last month in uh, in Beijing. Oh. Thank you. I, I'm really lucky. I, I mean, I, maybe that's the word that should be my middle name. <laughs> lucky. <laughs> right. But I, I always, um, I always really appreciated the media. I was also a really artistic kid. I loved acting. I loved drama. I was kind of a drama nerd in high school. And so, um, I would say, oh gosh, probably by about age 14, I I had a real hunch that I knew what I wanted to do. And I knew that I wanted, I wanted to be in the media in some capacity. Um, and I kind of flirted with the idea of, Oh my gosh, you know, do I want to, do, do I want to be an actress? Do I want to go to Juilliard or national film school or national theater school? And, you know, I kind of thought to myself, should I continue speed skating? Should I follow this other passion? And, um, I, you know, Luckily enough, I, I continue to speed skate because it's given me significant blessings and, and good stuff in my life, of course. But I did have the clarity I really wanted to connect with the media and work within the media. Um, when I was a little younger, as I mentioned, I, I was more, you know, contemplating acting. But uh, it just really, it, it became crystallized when I, you know, went to Vancouver. I was only 20 and that was kind of my first big um, experience seeing how TV was made and seeing how the media approached sporting events. And it really became clear kind of 15, 14, 15, 16, that that's, that's where my heart was going for, you know, after my, after my speed skating career. Um, and so I did have that clarity. I unfortunately retired right before Pyeongchang um, due to uh, due to a knee injury that's still is nagging me, which is lovely. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I mean, when you skate around in a circle and you only turn left, I think some some body parts fall apart <laughs> a little bit faster than others, mm. including my lower back. But mm. uh, I, I did, you know, I do feel like I had to prematurely retire, which was difficult. But it was also, you know, again, there comes that word, lucky, in the sense that 
I retired right before Pyeongchang. I was hoping to compete in Pyeongchang. That was not my, um, you know, cards. And so I reached out to CBC and I said, this has always been my passion, you know, almost a vocation. I've always had clarity on it. Um, you know, I went to a few Olympic Games. I know uh, the great majority of the, the Olympic team that's current, currently competing. And I really just said, you know, I obviously have my, my communications degree, but you tell me to jump, I'll ask how high. Um, and so that was just kind of how I got my foot in the door. And they offered me a job in um, August of 2017. And I, I moved from, from Calgary and uprooted my life and moved to Toronto. And I've never looked back uh, since. So really lucky again. But, um, you know, there were some calculated risks that I needed to take too. It was, uh, I was always lucky to have that clarity in my brain, but still had to, you know, obviously get educated in, uh, in media. It's, it's not easy. It's not, um, it's not as glamorous as people maybe make it out to be, but, uh, yeah, I just, just so happy with, um, you know, where I found myself in my life. I'm very lucky and always, uh, always give thanks to speed skating for all the gifts it's given me. For sure. And uh, such a fascinating story to sort of, as you shared about your entry into broadcasting and, you know, I heard a lot of, uh, uh, great examples and we talk a lot about it here on champs and chums of you know putting in the work taking initiative being prepared and taking advantage of those great opportunities that um would come to you so yeah great fortune yeah. but i'm hearing a lot of hard work in that as well too anastasia so well done <laughs> yeah <laughs> well Thank done you. well i Thank also you. heard in your opening um uh, answer here um you talked about how uh, your your parents you know they played a role in terms of introducing you to sport you know, and they had some good guidance. I'm wondering if you can talk about um, Ross and Anita, how instrumental they were in your success as an athlete and moreover, their support um, throughout your life. I mean, you're, you're so admired for being a proud and strong voice for the LGBTQ um, community and just would love to hear you talk about how um, Ross and Anita have been to uh, to your life. Oh, thank you. And uh it's such a I hope you can hear the smile in my voice because it's a privilege to talk about them. They're they're two fantastic human beings and I'm very lucky that they're my parents. Um yeah, they were always just so incredibly supportive with uh with any extracurricular that I wanted to do and obviously academically as well. Um so they were very engaged and and very supportive. But they had this wonderful balance of also allowing my allowing me to make my own mistakes. Um, so, you know, of course, driving me to practice, cheering me on at competitions, uh, you know, ensuring that my skates were sharpened if I needed to get a new skin suit, if we needed to get a new skate, like they always were very supportive. But, um, you know, I think back to kind of some of the awkward years, like in junior high, when you're in the eighth grade and, you know, you're, you're maybe going through puberty or you're, you're contemplating, oh, you know, do I really love this? Am I going to be good enough? Am I going to make it? My friends are partying. I would like to go hang out in the mall. And um, they would also somehow, and I'm sure, you know, it probably killed them slightly to, <laughs> to let me miss practice because mm. I'm sure they went, oh, we wish she wasn't missing practice. But they really gave me um, that opportunity to make my own mistakes as well. So they were always there to support me, but I never felt um, like they were stage parents. I guess there's probably a better word to say than that. But you know what I mean? Like they weren't sure. hover parents. Yeah. Um, 
And so I always felt like I had agency over what I wanted to do, especially with speed skating, because I think a lot of parents, you know, they want to see their child succeed and they think, okay, if, if we really focus on this one thing, whether it be a sport or, you know, an instrument or something academic or, you know, artistic, whatever it may be, it can, you can quickly start to lose passion for that one thing if you overload them. Um, and so I was just really lucky. My parents had a pretty healthy balance with how we approached speed skating. And I actually quit uh, in grade 10. I took, I took six months off and I said, you know, I'm done with this sport. I, I want to, you know, just do high school things. And um, yeah, I, I got a job at Shoppers Drug Mart. I was a cashier for six months and, you know, just, just went to school and it was one of the best best lessons that I could have ever gotten because it really gave me clarity of oh actually I really love speed skating and and um you know this is what I want to do so they always gave me a lot of room to make my own mistakes which probably made all the difference but they're also very value-based individuals and you know I I came out of the, the closet publicly um right before Sochi but of course I had this conversation with my my parents prior to and they were just so incredibly supportive and, and that meant a lot because we were, we're Roman Catholic and, uh, you know, Calgary is quite a conservative pocket of, uh, of the country. And I really struggled with, you know, thinking, Oh, is this, are people going to look at me differently or is this going to change, you know, my future or, or, you know, my ability to be happy or find happiness. And uh, they were just so incredibly supportive and, you know, really really reassured me that um you know I needed to live my true true life and be authentic to to be happy to to make the world a better place and so it's uh it's never been a guessing game their their love is unconditional and they've been so supportive and yet they've given me you know a lot of room to uh find my own voice and and live my own life as well oh that's amazing they sound like great coaches so shout out to uh Ross and Anita, who very well might be listening to episode 31 of Champs and Chums, and they've done an amazing job raising a, a great daughter. So good stuff. Thank you. Well, I'm going to turn, uh, speaking of, um, of kids and, and, and parents and such, I'm going to turn the, uh, the show over to my best of chum, Ashton, who's got some great questions and ready to put his best foot forward with you, Anastasia. So Ashton, take it away. Anastasia, you've had amazing success in your sports and broadcasting career. Can you please share with the fans some of your personal career highlights? Thanks, Ashton. Um, oh, gosh, that's a great question. And it's so funny because some of my highlights were very, like, private moments, that were private moments that were not related to races, Um so I remember one really fun bus trip. We were in Europe competing, and I was sitting next to Clara Hughes and Cindy Clausen and Christina Groves, who are three of the greatest speed skaters of all time, certainly um, from this country, but from, you know, anywhere. They really are legends. And we just talked about life and love and um, you know, we had some laughs, we had some heavier conversations, but I think it's about eight and a half hours between Berlin and, and uh, where we were going in Holland. And um, 
it just was such a intimate, beautiful conversation. And I just couldn't comprehend. I was, I was talking to my heroes, you know, as friends and teammates and just really getting to hear um, some of their advice that uh, that was my first world cup. And I was 20 years old and bright eyed and bushy tailed. And that just meant so much to me um, to have their mentorship and their friendship and to, to learn from them. So that was, that was always a really nice moment and really lovely memory. Cause that was my first big, really big international competition. Um, and then I would just say, you know, Sochi uh, was a really unique time in my life because I was of course skating in my second Olympic games. Um, but I was, I thought representing quite quite a few more people than just myself because I had publicly come out in opposition of Russia's, Russia's anti-LGBTQ laws. So to really feel as though I was representing something a little bit larger than myself, to hear you know so many messages of support, um, to know that so many people from the LGBTQ community were watching and, and so many allies were supporting, um, that was a beautiful moment as well. And I'll, I'll just give a special shout out Ashton, I know you weren't even born, but uh, Vancouver 2010 was a pretty special time with just seeing so many Canadians come together and make our, us athletes feel like rock stars. Um, it was like Disneyland for adults. So uh, I really hope Canada can host an Olympic Games in the future because um, it is a very fun party and sports are very fun to watch live. <laughs> Anastasia, what were some of the greatest lessons and words of advice your parents, Ross and Anita, have shared with you? The best um, piece of advice uh, that my mother has ever given me, um, and it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard in my entire life, uh, was actually when I came out to her. Um, I was really nervous, and I, you know, I was crying, and I was really struggling to find the words and, um, you know, I obviously, I, I said, mom, you know, I'm gay and, uh, it was very vulnerable moment. And she said, Anastasia, we're here to love, not judge. And it was the most beautiful thing she could have ever said to me in that moment. Um, and certainly she meant it to, you know, you don't judge others, but you also don't judge yourself, like love yourself because I think it's, um, at times really, really easy. And or excuse me, it's very difficult to find love for yourself. We're so critical to ourselves. So uh, I just thought that was the most beautiful thing that I could have heard in that moment. And it's the best piece of advice. Whenever I find myself being overly critical to myself or to others, I think to myself, okay, do like Anita does. <laughs> We're here to love, not judge. All those championship words indeed. Uh, you're listening to episode 31 of the Champs and Chumps podcast. We're joined by our best of guests, Canadian Olympian and national sports broadcaster Anastasia Busis. And uh, Anastasia, I'm wondering if you can um, uh, share with the fans, um, would love to get these insights as we always do on Champs and Chums with guests just like you. Maybe a, just a summary of kind of what the day in the life looks like for a competitive athlete. And then, of course, with your uh, other tremendous role as a national broadcaster, I'm sure the fans would love to to get some insights from you on, on that. Like, I, I think I heard you in a in a, in a previous interview. I, I know you pack light. You're not a heavy packer, right? So, and then there <laughs> was this, a, yeah. yeah, and then there was this other uh, factoid we talked about off air. And I know, obviously, being a a former athlete, how important, um, you know, routine is for you and superstitions. And, uh, was there, um, 
this one where you had with the alarm clock where you you ended um the the uh, the wake up call at three all the time was that the the, the end number was three yeah yeah so i would um full full transparency i'm not as superstitious as i was when okay. i was dating but okay. back in the day yeah i so i would i would have my alarm clock always end in a three so i couldn't oh yeah i couldn't wake me up at you know 6:45 it had to be 6:43 or yes. 6:53 <laughs> yes yeah so i don't know why but it just it it clicked and then i thought oh you know i had a good day today i'm not going to change anything so um it's a slippery slope superstitions i'll say that but when i was skating um just a typical week really quickly we we would train 6 days a week um about twice a day i would say four out of the six days the other two days would only be once a week um excuse me once a day so we were training about 45 hours a week uh doing you know hard physical fitness um but a typical day i would i was lucky getting you don't really have to get up that early so i would say i would get up at six uh, you know what i'm lying to you seven forty-three. Seven forty-three. I'd have uh, two cups of coffee. I would have a peanut butter banana toasted sandwich for breakfast. I might have two hard-boiled eggs. I wouldn't eat the yolks. I'm giving you all the details. And then I would drive to uh, the Calgary Olympic Oval, which is on uh, the University of Calgary campus. We would warm up off of the ice for about an hour. So that's running, calisthenics, stretching, some activation. Then we'd find ourselves on ice for about 90 minutes and then you would cool down for about another 45 minutes so i would say all in all our first um workout of the day would be about three and a half to perhaps four hours if it was really long and then we would go and grab um lunch uh we were very lucky national team members that train out of the oval have a a program called fuel for gold that's subsidized so i'd get a little lunch that was all healthy and high in carbs and proteins and necessary fats. And then I would go to my secondary training, which would probably be from about two until five. Um, And that could be weights, that could be running, that could be skating specific, uh, that could be a bike ride, it could be a number of different things. Um, And you would do that for essentially 11 months out of the year. Um, you do taper, so you do less uh, the closer you get to racing season. And racing season is about September 15th till March 15th. But um, certainly from May 1st to about September 15th, you are going at it hard. You're always tired. You're always hungry. Uh, but it's just the best life, you know. Sometimes you'd, you'd be able to, to find a nap sometime in there because you're training That's so right. hard that you actually physically need to, to sleep or your body will kind of start falling apart. But um, yeah, I certainly miss it. And it makes my day in the life of a broadcaster seem actually quite easy. Um, nowadays, my gosh, in the pandemic, I get up at about eight o'clock, which I know is very late. I apologize. And uh, then I have a shower. I make some breakfast, have some coffee sit down start answering emails i of course host players own voice the podcast so uh quick status check with them um i host a lot of digital content and then we're always building to the olympics so it was a very busy uh two years but two olympic games 
being six months apart from each other. That's right. And, I mean, geez, I mean, all, all the fans who saw you set on camera, I mean, so flawless. But we know, and we talked about it off air, these were long days over in Beijing. And as you got ready for Tokyo, too, I mean, we're talking like, you know, 18-hour days, I think, as you re- recounted for us. Yeah, yeah, that would be a long one. Um, if my day was like 13 hours, it was, <laughs> that would be uh, better. It was like, that was, well, that was a short day, yeah. That's a big <laughs> but, win. Oh, goodness. Yeah, no, it's it's so, it's it never will like cease to amaze me how much preparation has to go into, you know, 45 seconds of TV. It's a lot of prep work. So you don't love it, but uh, I'm very lucky that I do. That's amazing. Um, Anastasia, wanted to ask you, you're a tremendous champion for mental health, um, you know, an ambassador, a strong voice for it, um, making sure that there's, uh, there's support. And when we think about, well, let me actually start here, because I was struck in, in doing a little research uh, before coming on air with you. You had said in a previous interview that happiness is an inside job. I was so struck by that. When, when you talked about this and uh, it's something really for people to think of. And, you know, you've talked about your journey, uh, um, you know, to uh, improve your mental health. And uh, here you are, you know, a sports athlete, a national broadcaster. Uh, what more do you think can be done to support um, mental health in, in sport? Yeah. Happy. Well, I'll, I'll just quickly say happiness is an inside job and um, thank you. I actually hadn't, I haven't been reminded of that quote for a minute. So it's, uh, it actually is really nice. I needed to hear that today. Um, I think what I meant by that, um, you know, obviously it's so easy to think that if you make it to this team or you win this tournament or you get that promotion at work or you buy this car, or you have this, you know, pair of sneakers or whatever you're, you know, striving for that, that success will make you happy. And um, it's actually the exact opposite situation. You know, you really uh, live the dream in the pursuit of it, not when you reach it. So if you aren't enjoying the journey, you're not going to enjoy the just destination. So no, nothing external that you're chasing is going to fill an internal void. And, um, you know, I had some really painful years figuring that out. And I'm very lucky now that I, I feel as though, I have figured it out. I I definitely forget that lesson. I'm, not, I'm only human. Um, but yeah, you really gotta, you gotta work on whatever's going on inside if you really want to find success and, and happy success because no, no external uh, factor is going to fill that void. Um, but in terms of mental health with athletes and with sport, I think sport is, is, at times such a highlight reel of, um, you know, the wins. And sometimes we struggle to find words to describe the losses. Um, And I think as athletes, um, especially when I was competing, we would be so focused on our physical fitness and health. You know, I would have 10 people telling me what my body fat was or how high I could jump or, you know, analyzing tactics or technique or um, recovery, you know, it was really physiologically based and it was wonderful. But I think at times you almost neglect, you neglect the mental part of it. You know, we might talk about how to be mentally tough to, to perform under, you know, tremendous amount of stress to perform on demand. But um, 
you know, to really humanize that and to humanize the mental toughness or to just humanize mental health um, and to, to understand and to recognize that athletes are humans first and they, they are very complex. We have, um, you know, very rich uh, layered lives that continue going on off of the ice. And so for me, what was ever happening in my personal life absolutely affected what I did on the ice how I brought myself to the oval and so I really would just hope that there's a more like holistic lens on how athletes are preparing how they are being coached how they're talking to their support staff how they view their wins and losses um, reframing losses reframing grief grief is nothing to be ashamed of Um, and I think just to yeah, I mean, it's this narrative specific, to, you know, specifically under the microscope for athletes, but I think this pertains to everyone. You know, when you're when you're going through a tough time, you just keep going and you figure it out, you know, because that's what tough people do. And it's totally okay to ask for help. And uh, I really just hope that we can continue to erode the stigma of shame uh, around asking for help because, you know, I say it loud and clear now, the strongest people I know are the people that raise their hand and go, Ooh, I need help or Ooh, I'm struggling right now. The strongest people know who they are and know what they need to do to, the, to be their best. And no one wins alone. No one wins alone. So I just really hope we can continue to erode the stigma of um, asking for help, especially, you know, obviously in sports. Oh, man, that's such rich insight, so outstanding. Our our fans, uh, your humble hosts here, are going to play that back many a times. Thank you so much for those brilliant and, and rich insights in that. Ashton? Anastasia, can you talk about the importance of mentorship and who are some of your mentors through your sports career and life? Yeah, mentorship is so important, Ashton. Um and I guess, like, do you remember, like, having a really good teacher? Like, have you had a really good teacher in school? Yes, before? I have. Yeah. And you, you know, like, how special it, it feels? And it just feels like you're excited to learn. You're excited to work with them. Like, it almost feels like a partnership, right? It's not just a teacher. Like, it's really someone that's on your team. Um, so it's it's so important because they give you confidence and they make you feel competent and you listen to their advice and you respect their advice and you feel like it's a really safe place. So mentorship is so incredibly important. I think it's actually um, an, an area of life that we could do better at, even in the corporate world, um, because there's just so much wealth that people acquire through their own lived experiences that just lives in their brains. And it, it's, it's just great to have someone that you can kind of bounce ideas off of and I've been very lucky. I mean, um, I'm trying not to name drop, but certainly I was in a sport that had a lot of wonderful, uh, you know, strong women. So I think to a Katrina LeMay Doan um, or a Clara Hughes, Cindy Clausen, Christina Groves, Christine Nesbitt, um, the list goes on and on and on. Susan Auk, they all just, uh, they, they were all a little bit older than me, of course, um, when I qualified for Vancouver, I was only 20 and uh, Clara was 38. So <laughs> the running joke was that I could be her daughter. <laughs> but, um, you know, just really, really, of course, talking about speed skating and speed skating specific things. But um, 
the real magic is when you get to know people as as human beings, right? And and uh, you strip away accolades and and uh, fame and fortune and whatnot, and and really getting to see just who who that person is, um, you know, how they treat others, what their values are. That's that's really uh, been a been a massive gift in my life, and it was. Uh, you know, I, I, I raced in Sochi, of course, and I was I was very proud of how I conducted myself. Um, but it was a really difficult, bumpy road into Sochi. And um, you know, the year before, I was I was kind of I would say top twelve skater in the world. Um, I, I can't lie, I, I wasn't a medal threat going into Sochi, but I was certainly in the mix always. You know, a really good race, I'd be top ten. But top 12, if I had a bad race, maybe 15th in the world. And um, again, really bumpy road, really struggled with my mental health. Unfortunately, got really, really depressed right before Sochi. And so I, I raced. I focused on everything that I had under my control, but I came 27th. And I remember having this conversation with Clara Hughes right after I raced. And I was so confused because I had such internal satisfaction as to how I conducted myself what I focused on, what I put my energy in to, you know, I, I raced the best race that I could on that day, but I was 27th. So I thought, well, why, you know, I just feel so conflicted because internally I'm very satisfied. Externally, I know I'm better than that. And everyone knows that I'm better than that result. And Clara was the one that said, honey, you know, you've, you've kind of figured out the meaning of life. Like, it's it's really what you can bring to the table that day, given the circumstance. And she said, the best race I have ever raced was in 1996, and I came second last. And she goes, no one talks about this race. She was cycling at the time. She goes, everyone talks about the gold medal and the bronze medal and, you know, X, Y, Z, all of these accolades. And she goes, so few people know that that was one of the greatest races of my entire life, and it's seen as almost this like dirty little stain on my career but it was all that she could do on that day and uh she said it's one of the most proud proud races she has and so you know I, I i just give her so much love because again she's um she's just such a tremendous athlete but the the human being behind the accolades is really what should be celebrated and i was very lucky to have her as a mentor anastasia who are some of your favorite athletes of all time and why um oh my gosh great question i would say you know i love andre agassi he's a tennis player he's got a great autobiography if anyone is into uh into uh sports autobiographies crazy story there so i always really liked andre agassi um huge respect for roger federer of course but um yeah i mean my childhood heroes susan ock and katrina lemay down and it's it, you know, they say you're never supposed to meet your childhood heroes, and I'm very lucky that I met mine because uh, both those women are uh, are good friends. Oh, that's amazing. And there's that lucky word coming into this great chat. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Anastasia, I know we've uh, gone past our time here, but we wanted to race uh, as fast as we can these these last two questions for you. Um, and, and so let me set this up this way. Uh, two-time Olympian, Anastasia Busis host of a national uh, sports broadcast coverage. You have your own uh, podcast. Um, you've been a mentor. You've been a great advisor. You've even had a story told about you uh, in a children's book, um, Proud to Play. What does the future look like for Anastasia Busis? 
Oh, gosh, you know, I hope it's very bright. Um, I I just, uh, I take it one day at a time. I've got big dreams, of course, and I love working hard. And, uh, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. That's what my dad always, always used to say. But um, I uh, I am so lucky to Diana Matheson, my fiance, uh, we're planning a wedding. Um, and I'm really allowing the universe to kind of tell me where I'm supposed to be. I'm, uh, I'm trying to keep my heart really open to, uh, what the future holds, but, um, I, I know that sport is always going to be integral to everything, uh, that I do. And, um, I just want to hopefully leave this place a, a better place than I found it. So, just gonna live uh, live with an open heart, and and uh, I got such great people in my corner that I think there's gonna be a lot of adventures uh, very soon. It's an exciting time. Oh, for sure! And you've wrote so many amazing chapters already, Ashton. You get the final question with our best of guest here, Anastasia Buses. Anastasia, what advice do you have for young kids looking to become a sports star and a broadcasting star, just like you? I would say, first and foremost, the most important thing in sports is to have fun. Have fun, have fun, have fun. And the higher um, competitive level that you'll find yourself at, you'll realize just how important fun is because it's not easy. It's a real gift to play sports, um, you know, at any level. But uh, the best people are usually the ones that enjoy it the most. So enjoy yourself, have fun, have fun in whatever you decide to do. So if you want to become a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, a nurse, um, whatever you want to do, enjoy what you do and lean into it because you have to be passionate. And then I would just say, you know, a lot of opportunities at first don't look like they're all that glamorous. Um, And you got to work hard. But uh, if you work hard and you treat well and you enjoy what you do i i do think that uh you will find your big break and uh you will get an opportunity to uh you know be a shining star some real and rewarding advice to end a tremendous best of segment that's anastasia busis our best of guest here in episode 31 and Anastasia, it, it's so fitting. Um, you mentioned fun, and this is this segment's gone really fun, and it's gone way too fast. But it's fitting with uh, dealing with a, a speed skating, uh, a speed skater just like you. So, on behalf of Ashton and I, we'd like to thank you so much for joining us here on Champs and Chums. And um, you know, I did a little research before coming on air with you, and um, I came into your most favorite quote from the great uh, Maya Angelou and if you uh, give us the opportunity we'd like to just sort of give it a little bit of a slight twist because Anastasia we want to tell you that we will not forget what you said we will not forget what you did and Anastasia will always remember how special you made us feel on this segment so thank you so much and um, on I'd like to now ask my chum Ashton just to say a few words to you well, uh, Anastasia, thank you for coming on a sh- on uh, on the show. It's been an honor having you on, and um, we watched some of your highlights in speed skating. You are super super fast, and uh, in your broadcasting career, most recently the uh, Winter Olympics in Beijing, 
and you did an amazing job helping out the CBC broadcasting team uh, broadcast the uh, Winter Olympics, and you did an amazing job. So, Anastasia, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Ashton and Anthony. It's an honor. And Ashton, I heard that you're uh, learning to skate, so perhaps we can do a second follow-up of this podcast and uh, we go skating together. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That will be a lot of fun. Thanks so much. Ashton, you're going to take us to break on episode 31. This ends our father-son best of segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy March, everybody. We hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 31 of Champs and Chums. It's Anthony and Ashton in the broadcast chair. And Ashton, it's now time for our All Pro Go segment. And fans, just as a reminder here, our All Pro Go segment is a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. So this is where my chum Ashton has an opportunity to share with you, the fans, a a sport and let you know a lot more about it. Ashton, what are we selecting for episode 31? Well, we're selecting speed skating. Now, that actually is quite appropriate, right? Now, why did you and I, when we talked about um, content for this month's show, why did we select speed skating? Well, our special guest, Anastasia Busis, has uh, has, uh, appeared in two Olympics for speed skating in Vancouver and Sochi, and uh, that's why we decided to pick speed skating. Yeah, so shout out to you, Anastasia. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, this one's for you. Ashton, talk to us about speed skating. Speed skating is a competitive form of ice skating in which the competitors race each other in traveling a certain distance on skates. Types of speed skating are long track speed skating, short track speed skating, and marathon speed skating in the Olympic Games. And I think Anastasia took part in all three. In the Olympic Games, long track speed uh, skating is usually referred to as just speed skating, while short track speed skating is known as short track. The International Skating Union, the ISU, uh, the governing body of competitive Ice sports refers to long track as speed skating uh, and short track as short track racing. An international federation was founded founded in 19 or 1892, the first for any winter uh, sport. The sport enjoys a large popularity in the Netherlands, Norway, and South Korea. There are there are top international rinks in a number of other countries, including Canada, the United States, Germany, Italy, Japan, Russia, Kazakhstan, China, Belarus, and Poland. A World Cup circuit is held with events in those countries, plus two events in the Thaif Ice Hall in Herenveen, Netherlands. Well, there's some beautiful countries, some wonderful countries. Some of those you just heard previously in our uh, best of segment with Anastasia Busis, who talked about uh, travel and some of the fascinating places that she would compete in as well, too. Uh, I think she said she loved to go to Berlin as well, too, and the Netherlands was a great spot. Uh, well, that's great, my man. Uh, and let, uh, let's see if Dad can um, speed it up here and take you through a little bit more learnings here on All Pro Go with Speed Skating. 
Did you know, everybody, that the standard uh, rink for long track is 400 meters long? Um, yeah, so uh, it is one of two Olympic forms of sport. That'd be the long track and the short track. Um, and the one is with the, with the, with the longer history, uh, that meaning the long track. Um, there's been a lot of um, uh, talk about the history and the origins of speed skating. It dates back over a millennium in the north of Europe, especially in Scandinavia and Netherlands. Um, and I, I know uh, there's a lot of big of big time events that go on there as well too, right? Um, but yeah, that's uh, in 1851, North Americans had start to discover the love of the sport speed skating. And uh, we mentioned the, the ISU, that's the uh, International Skating Union. They're the, um, the large international governing body, which um, looks over the sport. And uh, yeah, Anastasia was talking about some of the fascinating events that she had a chance to compete in. So there you go, everybody. That is our fastest ever All Pro Go. And you're listening to episode 31 of the Champs and Chums podcast. father-son fun talk you're listening to episode 31 of the champs and chums podcast happy march everybody we hope you're doing well it's anthony and ashton here in the broadcast chair spring is in the air and so is our signature segment it's our champs and chums segment where we salute our stars on and off the field so every part of this show ashton and i select an episode champ and then an episode chum Ashton, over to you for your champ of episode 31. My champ of episode 31 is Anastasia Busis. And what a beautiful, wonderful, and appropriate selection that is. She is definitely championship indeed. Uh, and wh- why, do you, why do you feel Anastasia is a champ of this episode? Well, she is an amazing uh, and great athlete. Well, she certainly uh, bared, we, we all uh, bared witness of that. I mean, uh, being a competitive high-performance athlete in, in any sport, uh, to represent your country, which she did on multiple occasions, and we heard it, everybody. She was on the verge of making not only two trips to the Olympics for Canada, but three trips, but unfortunately, she couldn't uh, compete in Pyeongchang because of that knee injury, correct, Ashton? Yep, that is correct. Okay, good stuff. Um and uh, it's over now to Dad for my champ of episode 31. And I'm going to match you side by side, skate by skate, because my champ of episode 31 is Anastasia Busis. And so, yeah, it's a double champ for episode 31. And I'm going to swing back and I'm going to circle back here now to my chum Ashton, who was so um, keen on sharing more of why Anastasia's your champ. Go ahead, Ashton. Well, she also has her own uh, podcast, The Player's Own Voice. Yeah, that that's, you know, that that's just a great example. And uh, I guess we'll come back to dad now and uh, honoring uh, uh, Anastasia as my champ. Uh, that's just a great example of how multi-talented um this person is um she's got her own national syndicated podcast that goes right across the cbc network 
And then she also broadcasts on all of the great podcast platforms that you 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 hear us on as well too. But um, what a great opportunity that is for Anastasia Busis to chat with some of the greats in Canadian sports. And um, you know, coming back to why Anastasia is a champ for me, I got to tell you, is um, talent. She's a change maker. Um, think about all of all of the things she shared with us, Ash, and about her journey on how she became great. And there's the great news is there's more chapters to come for her. Um, you know, um, her proud and strong voice about mental health, her proud and strong voice about uh, being part of the LGBTQ community. Um, you know, she's just been an advocate, an inspiration. And uh, as I mentioned, just so many mul- mul- multiple talents that she has. I mean, she's got such a presence on the camera. She's uh, uh, lots of intelligence, a lot of richness in terms of her perspectives. So Anastasia, you are our double champ for episode 31. Okay, Ashton, over to you for your uh, chum of episode 31. My chum of episode 31 is my friend Athogen. Great old and great selection. I shouldn't say great old uh, Athogen because he's, he's just as young as you, brimming with so much promise and talent. And why don't you tell the fans uh, a, a lot more about your chum Athogen? Well, we like to play many, many video games together. And uh, he has an amazing personality. Well, he sure does. I, 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 uh, lots of uh, great perspectives. A, a great speaker. I had an opportunity to to listen to your in, and and watch your entire class virtually as well. And I got to say, he's one of the top speakers there in your class. Uh, the ability to put the spoken word together and communicate is such an amazing skill. And I can see that in you and Athogen. So tell me something, Ashton. What's the favorite uh, games that you like playing uh, when you game with Athogen? Well, uh, some of the fans might know these games, some might not. You probably don't know, but um, they're mostly on Roblox, and one is called Arsenal, and another one is called Bed Wars. Oh, wow. That sounds like a lot of fun, and, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, you guys have done some fun things together. There was, uh, I guess, a, a, a party here in, here in, uh, in Brampton, our, our city, and uh, just, just recently, actually, and I, I guess it was for your other chum from a previous episode, uh, Isaac, and uh, your, your man, Athogen, was there as well, too. What kind of things did you do that were fun at, um, I would have been Palladium Brampton, I believe. Yep. Uh, we played games together, and uh, we just had so much fun in um, Palladium. We talked, we uh, ate, and um, it was just a great experience. Well, shout out to uh, a soon-to-be friend of the show here in Athogen. Thank you so much for uh, being a great chum of Ashton. And uh, now it's time for Dad to to share my chum of this episode. And, uh, you know, we talked about Anastasia Busis. We talked about all the great work that she's doing in CBC Sports. And it, it is the spark for my sharing of my episode, Chum, because I'm going to keep the channel on CBC and talk to you about my chum, Nadia. So uh, years ago, did you know that Nadia works as the head of marketing and communications for CBC Sports? Did you know that, Ashton? I did not know that. Well, yes, she did. And she knows Anastasia as well, too. 
But my knowing of Nadia dials back probably 12 years ago when her and I had the opportunity to team and work together um, in the wonderful world of literacy. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you a lot of great things about why I've uh, honored and named Nadia my chum for this episode, because she has all of the ingredients, all of the recipes to be just multi-talented. She's driven, smart, kind, creative, industrious, absolutely big time hardworking, has lots of fun. And I tell you, um, a little story as well too. I was so happy to share those beautiful qualities uh, just before she actually took on that opportunity. I think it might have been about eight plus years ago uh, before she landed that uh, great opportunity at CBC Sports. She's doing amazing things, everybody. And Ashton, um, you must know this about Nadia because when you were really young, she did something really special for you. Do you know that she dropped off to our house baby booties for you? I did not know that. Well, and I'll tell you what makes it so special and really talks about her is she actually did it all herself. She actually knitted baby booties and uh, she brought them up to the house here. Well, that's amazing. It's amazing. It shows her talent. It shows her creativity and it shows all her warmth. And uh, you remember it was just pre-pandemic. We were going to one of the Raptors games and we saw Nadia just coming up, up, I would have been Bay, I guess, Bay, Bay Street at Bay and Lakeshore just before Scotia. You probably don't remember. We had that uh, brief catch up with Nadia. Oh, I actually don't remember it, but I have a faint memory of it. Well, I remember it very well. So uh, for all of those wonderful uh, attributes and uh, so great to still connect with you Nadia and uh, looking forward when this uh, COVID this pandemic thing is all over that we get a chance to connect again Nadia you're my chum of episode 31 good stuff everybody we got a little bit more show to go you're listening to episode 31 of the champs and chums podcast Welcome back to Champs and Chums. It's episode 31 in Ashton. It's now time to put a bow on this. What a magnificent episode this has been in March. It's been marvelous. It's been motivating. How do you think everything went for this show? Well, this show went absolutely great and I can't wait until episode 32. Yeah, you're looking ahead to the next show. We got an action-packed show coming up in April, but it's time to tie a bow on this one here. Ashton, every segment of Champs and Chums, I've asked you this really, really big burning question. Ashton, what did you learn today? Well, I learned more about broadcasting from Anastasia. Well, and what an amazing talent it was to learn from Anastasia Busis, obviously a national sports broadcaster on uh, Canada's national network, CBC, does a great job on sports. And she had some really great tips, right? And she talked about it is that, you know, I, I remember what she said. Everybody thinks there's a lot of glamour and stuff in front of the camera, this or that. But the work that you got to put in to be great in front of the camera behind the microphone that she's at every episode of the player's own voice that's where the details matter and that's where the success lies great stuff what else did you learn well i learned more about spring athlete names 
And we had some pre- pretty creative ones, I dare say, as well, too. What was your favorite one? Uh, probably Brett Gardner. Yeah. Yeah, Brett Gardner was quite a creative one there you had in the toolbox there. And uh, it was a great way to salute the uh, the sign and sights and sounds of spring and uh, a chance to add some sports in that as well, too. Good stuff, my man. Well, it's been an amazing show. Thank you so much for joining us. But we want to do our thank yous as we do at the end of the show, Ashton. Who do we want to thank? We want to thank the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis who helped produce the show. Shout out to the Power Girls and the Uncle... Un- and the Uncle... The, yeah, the Uncle Dennis. That's right. The Uncle Dennis who's been there from the very beginning of Champs and Chums. We thank you for all your love and support. We want to thank Episode 31 special guest, our best of guest. That's Anastasia Busis. Such an incredible interview. You're definitely going to have to uh, take witness of her and all the future that's so bright for Anastasia. Ashton, why don't you let the fans know where they can subscribe and check us out? They can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Podbean, and CastBox. And of course, you can check us out on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, at Champs and Chums, our website, champsandchums.com. Ashton, this is going to be a marvelous, a magnificent, a very motivating signature fist bump. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And Ashton, as we always say, cheers to champs, cheers to chums, and cheers to an all-star day. Thanks for listening.